This is Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan of the 101st Legislative District in Lebanon County. I'm Chuck Nichols, Representative Ryan. Welcome to another report to your constituents. And this week we get to talk about your favorite topic of all topics, the pension. Pension plans, uh, the state pensions in Pennsylvania have been under fire for years, have been underwater for years. We've been trying to address this, and you've been intimately involved with this and, uh, of course, have gotten in even more involved recently. I understand there's some legislation on the horizon that uh, we're looking to move before the session ends that could help stabilize things. Talk to us about what's going on here. Absolutely, Chuck. This is probably one of the most important decisions that we can make in the legislature for both the benefit of the annuitants and for the taxpayers and for all the citizens of the Commonwealth. And yet for most people, they'll look at this and just say, oh, these are just accounting related issues. And I'm, I'm hoping to, as a result of this podcast, really convince people this is really has a huge impact on our day-to-day lives. So let me give you an example. Just on the PISER, so the Public School Employee Retirement System, right now, 34.51% of every salary dollar in a school district is used to pay down the past due pension obligations. So it it's a, represents approximately 20% of your property taxes. So it's a big deal, to be honest with you. Now, let me compare and contrast that to what happened in the year 2000. That would have been about 1% to 2% of your property taxes. So it's increasing significantly. The pension systems uh, for both the the state employees as well as the public school employee retirement system uh, had a total amount of loss of about $30 billion over the recessions of 2001 and 2008. And we haven't gotten all the full results yet back from what happened with so far with COVID-19. Although we think because of some risk management measures we put into effect, uh, this past year, we think we, we've minimized the amount of damage that that had. And candidly, the economy uh, from a stock market perspective has ended up rebounding well, even though uh, the underlying economy is still struggling significantly because of the type of close downs and shutdowns that government has put into effect. So our pension reform bills are actually pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm the author of, of two of the bills, the prime sponsor of one. And uh, I'm also the vice chairman of the Public School Employee Retirement System Board, where I'm honored to serve with an awful lot of very dedicated fellow board members. So some of the pension reform bills include things as innocuous as uh, making sure that both the PEASERS and the SERS system, the SERS is for state employees, the PEASER system is for the teachers, that those have the same calendar year for comparability purposes. That one's pretty straightforward. It won't result in the savings, but it will improve the comparability with other types of plans. Another major change uh, that I think will have a big impact is a stress test where we can, uh, and that's Representative Don Kiefer, and the bill is designed to really provide the same type of testing to make sure that are we vulnerable in either of the two pension systems to something like a pandemic? What happens? And so as a result of some of the things we've already done, as an example, in the public school employee retirement system, we shed one of the types of investments. It's called risk parity because it appeared to have a greater impact on risk than we felt comfortable with. The third measure uh, that we're dealing with is my part of the bill, 
which is a, a governance piece, which is to streamline and improve the governance of all the trustees so that we, we have the backgrounds and the education necessary to effectively serve on a board of directors. You know, for those people who don't know me, I've spent a lot of time on boards of directors of both publicly traded and privately held companies uh, and not-for-profits prior to getting elected to office. And governance is a really big issue. I think boards of directors are really important to make sure that they're engaged and are knowledgeable about how to make informed decisions. The next issue is uh, my dear friend, Representative Brett Miller, and has been working on a transparency piece, which is to fully disclose the fees. One of the things that the treasurer, myself, uh, the secretary of banking, uh, candidly, the, even the governor's office and, and Representative Miller have been saying is the amount of fees that are being paid by the systems have been fairly large. Uh, Peasers system, as an example, has about 40% of its investments in alternative investments where the fee structure is typically higher. We believe this greater transparency uh, of, of things such as carried interest, which is a type of funding that's done with alternative investments, which typically has higher fees in exchange for higher rates of return, would be disclosed to the public so we have a better idea of how much we're paying. Uh, the treasurer and I are of the opinion uh, that that could be as much as four to five hundred million dollars uh, annually in terms, of, in terms of total fee structure. So we're trying to get a better perspective on all these funds. Of, of what's needed. Keep in mind that we are about $75 billion underfunded. So whatever money we're able to save in fees enhances the return uh, for the, the annuitants and then reduces the tax obligation for the taxpayer. And then the final piece, which is the one that is unfortunately the most controversial, uh, but the one with the biggest savings, is the consolidation of the investment offices of both PEASERS and SERS. So the two systems would be separate, but they would have the same investment office with a group of professional board members who are financial matters expert and have expertise in these alternative investments and all types of investment vehicles to advise the boards on what type of investments that they should be making. The reason I think that's particularly important is because some of the types of investments that we're dealing with right now are extraordinarily complicated and if you're a board member and you don't have that expertise in those areas, you might be voting on investments that you don't really have a familiarity with. So I believe that this type of a consolidation and Senator Pat Brown and, and Representative Mike Tobash have been working very closely with the treasurer's office uh, to make sure that they can pull something like this together. Of the six bills, the only one that I think is going to have difficulty getting done this session, uh, hopefully, is, is the piece on the consolidation of the investment offices, but it's, again, the one that I think we really do need to get across the finish line to reduce the exposure costs and expenses uh, for the systems and thereby enhance the safety and soundness for the annuitants and at the same time reduce the cost to the taxpayers. This has been Frankly Speaking with State Representative Frank Ryan. Listen to more on PA House Podcasts.